We got that fever for wrestling. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling, episode 464. We're here for the final week before podcast promo Rumble 9. I am your captain speaking, and he is El Jefe. Next week is Rumble Week, but we are coming off a wild weekend as TNA has officially relaunched. Boy, was it sweet, including another appearance by that guy, that newly named Nick Fever. A wild Jungle Boy shows us in Japan tearing up his contract. And Nick Neiman isn't the only wanted man in wrestling right now. Samoa Joe has a gigantic target on his back. But before we get into all this fun stuff, make sure you have subscribed right here on YouTube. And follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcast. Make sure you hit those iTunes as well. And, of course, jump on over to the beautifully done website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com, where all these links can be found. Yeah. And it's a coffee day today because it's fucking minus two. Lovely. Day. To put to better put that in perspective for you guys across the pond, that is twenty five degrees Fahrenheit. No, it's it's fucking cold. <laughs> I tell the boys every day I am spoiled in Southern California. Spoiled, I tell you, it's all of forty two degrees, and I'm out here <laughs> with my fuzzy shoes. Guy <laughs> said twenty five. It sounds crazy to us because obviously we're Celsius, you're Fahrenheit, and when you're like, it's like eighty something degrees, we're like, what the. How are you not dead? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I, lo- I love the back and forth. We have to keep fixing our, <laughs> our temperatures. It's fantastic. All right. So to start the show, you bring the smoke. We asked you. Yeah, well, actually, Tuesday. I put it out early this week uh, yeah. to bring the smoke in the Max Wrestling Facebook group. Tell us what you like and didn't like about this week in wrestling. If you're not part of the group, you know where to find us. Join the conversation on Max Wrestling on Facebook, uh, unless you're a scamming wanker. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. So, what do you want to talk about? We want the smoke. To kick us off, um, <laughs> I didn't turn the audio on. Travis straight up put out um, Jay Briscoe's tribute on Dynamite. It was fucking beautiful. beautiful. Um, you could obviously see how tough it was for Mark. I... I didn't really realize, actually, it was the one-year anniversary to today uh, of us losing Jay. It, it's but, shocking how fucking time literally is flying by us, and we didn't even notice. No, um, but man, what a feel-good moment when he brought out uh, Jay's daughters. Oh, well, I mean, that was the thing. We kept, you know, we knew that his uh, daughters were in the car with him. It, if for anybody that doesn't know the story, it's, 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 it's really, a, it's a serious, unfortunate one. It was... A man driving his kids home from school and literally one just, you know, uh, uh, what it could have ended up being a minor fender bender, but due to increased speed ended badly. But, you know, unfortunately for Jay's loss, and I should have worn my Jay shirt, God darn me, um, unfortunately for the Jay loss. Uh, but, however, there was the positives, you know, they, there was talks that his one of his daughters wouldn't be able to walk again. And she walked that ramp like nobody's business. You know, the family looks like they're in relatively good spirits, which is, you know, the best they could say. Jay is utterly missed, and that is an understatement. So, I mean, you know, excellent job by Mark. I feel for him. I was, I almost wanted to cry with him the second he just started talking about his brother. It just yeah. it takes a big man to hold back them tears. Yeah. Um, was, was it, where was Dynamite last night? Uh, South Carolina. Oh, so they were in, like, home territory, too. Jeez. Pretty much. Um, yeah. 
There was that also. Actually, it was all positive this week, to be fair. Uh, Chris and Chris, Reed and Durham both said they're excited for the TNA rebrand. Specifically from Chris Reed, Dolph Ziggler, a.k.a. Nick Nimmer, showing up in TNA. That boy's showing up everywhere. Everywhere, baby. Don't forget he showed up in, well, not in Japan. He showed up at a New Japan show that happened in San Jose. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wasn't he was all well, he was at Wrestle Kingdom too. Oh, that's right. No, he did do Wrestle Kingdom. That's right. I keep forgetting about that part. Yeah, and I, I didn't expect him to go anywhere else because obviously he instantly kicked off that feud uh over the which title was it? Junior heavyweight? The uh no, it's the IWGP Global Heavyweight. Oh the Global, yeah. So it's the one that they combined, you know, was the, the the UK and the US, and now they've made it the global, which is cool. Again, I keep saying all back in the day, go back to the early 90s and late 80s, that was all fucking NWA and WCW doing. You know what I mean? Oh, let's partner with Japan and have a global championship. They're yeah. partnering with Japan and having a global championship. And now he's going uh, with David Finley. And, hey, this went from a dude that, you know, you saw on New Japan and you were like, hey, you're probably Fit Finley's son. And we're like, yeah, that's right. And then the, <laughs> you'd forget about him. But now he's like the leader of Bullet Club. He is uh, he's revamped. I still look at him like Fit Finley's little son. Yeah, you know I mean, hey, little Fit yeah, Finley. But he's he seems like Marmite Dave Finley. People either love yeah. him or they hate him. That's true. Exactly. Exactly. Marmite is perfect. Um. So, yeah. Uh, Nemeth's getting around He's got that title feud going uh, Chris Durham said he got back into TNA last year And obviously been really enjoying the shows Hard to Kill is excellent It's going to be a good year for that brand It is going to be a big year for that brand uh, They also signed a partnership with AAA On the mm-hmm. show And apparently they're Yeah, they, and I guess they're going to have a second show Yeah uh, Well, they, did, they brought Explosion back too When they did the Impact tapings on Snake Eyes there you go. Um, so if there's a partnership with AAA, that's cool. Just please don't bring back fucking Del Rio. Now, did it, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. I know they had a, a partnership at one point with New Japan. Haven't they had one already with AAA or was it CMLL? Uh, I, I know they had a partnership with, a, a, with the Lucha Libre company. Yeah, it may have been some kind of deal with AAA because obviously Kenny was in between AEW, TNA, and obviously he was a mega champion at the time too. That's right. I remember that one. But I think this was like earlier just after or just before the whole New Japan deal where we were seeing Okada and such. Which speaking of Okada, I guess he showed he's showing up in New in TNA too. So it's like... Yeah, so... Dude, uh, TNA is making waves, bro. The, the, the show they did, was, which was Snake Eyes, which is the night after Hard to Kill, was pretty much two weeks worth of impact tapings so we're going to be seeing that uh this oh, week and next week spoiled. we're going to be seeing spoiled. okada and osprey this week and next week in cna um just that shot of okada like down on the mat showing his respect to the tna logo after they finally showed respect to him yeah seriously it's a nice redemption story hell yeah and then it's okada bro but again it's look i think i'm trying like i i'm i think i'm trying to like overstep TNA's back and it's making headway. You yeah. know what I mean? It's making big way. And it was a very uh so hard to kill. We there's a review coming out from the boys. I'm already spoiling the end of the show. But there's a review coming out. <laughs> it's just that's my own fault. I wanted to get fancy with an overlay, so when the boys want to yell at somebody, you can yell at me about the overlay and get happy about it at the end. Anyway, uh I 
I didn't hate the show. I didn't I didn't love the show. There was some stuff that was way more for me. And then there was some stuff that I kind of uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. You know what I mean? For what it was. Mm. And but overall. It felt like an old school TNA show. It gave you that TNA feel. You know, the X division was awesome. You know what I mean? Tag division. Awesome for no fucking reason. You know, yeah. main event. Really good. I think maybe that was the point that it was supposed to feel like an old school TNA show. Maybe people had high expectations because there was so much buzz about it. Um, That's, and yeah, there wasn't really was any. This guy. There wasn't really any giant surprises apart from Nick at the end. Um, it was just oh your standard TNA pay per view, which was great for what it was, like you said. Um, well, she wasn't thing... a big surprise, but she tried to be. Oh yeah, not Dana Tony Brooke. Storm. So hold on. So the boys in TSK are trying to figure out ourselves. Was is she trying to be Tony Storm or is she trying to be Charlotte Flair? Ah, uh, it's like what, Ash by Elegance, which obviously is like something you'd name a fragrance. Yeah. So I, I don't know exactly what her gimmick is. If she's a starlet like Tony Storm or an entrepreneur, I don't know what she is. All I know no, is she, she was struggling to keep her eyes open. Hey, that's true. <laughs> She looks she's gonna fall asleep and then she's got this random manager dude that I'm like, who the hell are you, bro? I had not Luther. Not Luther, yep. Exactly. Not Tony Storm's exactly. got her own not Luther. That's exactly what we were calling him in a TSK, <laughs> not Luther. I, I kind of feel bad for, for Dana Brooke because she's always had sort of stop starts, shitty gimmicks, shitty opportunities. Uh she Credits to her, she made the best of what she had with the twenty four seven title. She really tried to make that thing relevant, yeah, um, and treat it as like an actual championship rather than this stupid gimmick, crappy segment belt, which they gave to like NFL players and TV yep. hosts and shit. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe she'll surprise us with this gimmick. I don't know. Um, it's not off to a great start. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. I was like, let's. You got you got some ground to make up. We got some ground to make up. Let's be nice. Also, it, it didn't help that they tried to keep it a mystery. Like, she showed up, and they just showed her legs, and then her back as she walked uh, out of the yeah. car. And people were like, oh, who, who the fuck's this? But, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it's Dana Brooke. Okay. Maybe if they'd have just shown him, like, oh, cool, Dana Brooke's here. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, how hard would have that been? You know what I mean? Like, I don't just, like, present her as this big deal when she really hasn't skyrocketed in WWE. So, like, I'm gonna get. I'm probably gonna get some hate for this one. So it's like when Chris <laughs> Benoit showed up in WCW. Oh, so this is when the big boys play, and then that's it. Yeah. But no. Don't cancel us. Um, saying Chris Benoit. I mean, speaking of that, like they could have presented it the same way they presented the Radicals in WWE. Just four guys from WCW right there in the front row. Oh shit! What are they doing here? Yeah, exactly. What's Dana Brooke doing here? Oh, that's not her name. It says, "Oh, what the hell?" Elegance. No. We didn't even know she was coming out. There was no vignettes or anything. Um, and obviously, nobody knows where Mercedes is going. So anytime there's a pay-per-view, people are expecting Mercedes to show up, no matter what fucking company it is. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and, that way too. and finally, I don't know if this is good or bad from Travis, because he simply said, Matthew and Nicholas. So I don't know if he liked that or didn't like it. That, he, that <laughs> just simply said. <laughs> um, well, what did you think? I mean, uh, since the whole Rawls shit 
and you know not wanting to sit down and talk shit out and make some money i've always kind of been on the fence with the bucks since then but this gimmick works because obviously they want to be heels and they're now presented as these arrogant evps which is exactly what they are and they can pull their own strings so it it works i think i think that's exactly i think they're playing into your hand i think they're playing into the haters hand is what it is it's like now it's it's and i think god who who the fuck said it was like um it's like now they're kevin nash and scott hall they got the suits they got the stupid facial hair you know what i mean (laughs) the oil tycoon mustaches (laughs) <laughs> Those must, you know what, bro? Somebody, somebody wa- is walking around fucking AEW telling everybody, "Hey, bro, can you grow a mustache?" And yeah. everyone's going to mustache. And you mentioned but, like, it last week of Hangman, and damn, it's bushy this week. I mean, it it looks it looks superior, and so does Roddy's. Roddy has just like the choice mustache <laughs> right there. He's prime dad stash, as I should call it. But <laughs> it it works beautifully because it's 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 play again. It's playing up to those that don't like him. Oh, we're the arrogant EVPs that can pull our own strings and da 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 and blah 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 blah, and but then they're gonna go out there against Sting and Darby Allen and fucking kill it. So yeah, and it's, apparently Sting asked for the match. This is a, see. This is what um, is making me think that this is going to be one of those ones. It's going to be in the talking with the Hangman and the Kenny and the yeah. you know, Kenny and Abushi. You know what I mean? It's gonna be up there. Maybe with you know with the Briscoes and such. It's gonna. It's going to hit for no good goddamn reason other than it's stinging Darby Allen against the Bucks. Yeah, and obviously we're gonna get into Dynamite a little bit later on. But one one more thing I'll say is that Renee really also sold the arrogant new heel gimmicks because through the whole segment she was just like you guys are dicks she's the <laughs> best she's the best um that's pretty much all the smoke we brought this week uh obviously we got a lot of content from chris keep it up uh he did post a funny video of goldberg uh pit- bitching and moaning again about not getting a retirement match nobody wants it bill shut up why what wasn't that the <laughs> wrestlemania thing that should have been what it was. Come back, redeem yourself with Brock. It was a much better match the second time. Um, and then go away. There's, Don't keep coming back and winning titles for no fucking reason. But there's your, that was your retirement match. And then you decided to have another run. So you need a second retirement match? Go away. <laughs> go away. All right. Before we take a thorough look at this past week, let's go back even further with this week in wrestling history. Guitar. Really, really, really mixed bag of this week in wrestling history. Good, because that's what you're going to get. Let's start it off with January 12th, 2018, a PWG show that tried Pro Wrestling Gorilla, Mystery Vortex 5. We had awesome matches, including Joey Janela versus Flash Morgan Webster, Sammy Guevara versus Ray Phoenix, Keith Lee versus Zack Sabre Jr., Trent versus Marty Squirrel. We had the tag team titles on the line as Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle defended against Timothy Thatcher and Walter, but it was the main event that garners the most attention. Chuck Taylor wins back the PWG World Championship against Ricochet in Guerrilla Warfare. Hardcore match. January 14th, 2007. Let's get TNA. Final Revolution. Last man standing match, Rhino versus AJ Styles. That already sounds awesome. Triple threat for the NWA 
X Division Championship. Chris Sabin wins against Christopher Daniels and Cherry Lynn. Oh my God, Cherry Lynn. Jesus, this is old. Love it. Tag Team Championship uh, disqualification, though. But it's still uh, Homicide and Hernandez versus uh, Devon and Bubba Ray. We had Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe in a 30-minute Iron Man match. And in the main event, NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Christian Cage beats Sting and Abyss. Let's keep it going. I want more impact. Let's go with more impact. Sunday. Oh, yeah, I'll give you the actual day. Sunday, January 17th, 2010. Let's go with it. TNA Genesis. Oh, this is already a good one. So the Amazing Red defends the X Division Championship against Brian Kendrick. We saw ODB lose the TNA Knockouts Championship to Tara out of a two out of three falls match. The main event was one of the better ones as anytime you pair these two, it was good. AJ Styles retains the TNA World Championship against Kurt Angle. Let's get into something some of y'all may not love, but I know I did. WCW sold out 1999, January 17th. So, show opened up with Chris Benoit defeating Mike Evans. We go on to see Fit Feeney defeat the Hammer in what was probably one of the worst things ever. But then again, we're talking WCW. Uh, Lex Luger versus Conan, and it was just as bad as it sounds. Chris Jericho versus Perry Saturn in a loser wears a dress match. And we all know how that one went. We had a, a very good fatal four-way for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship, though. Billy the Kidman, not Billy the Kidman, Billy Kidman <laughs> versus Human 2 Guerrero versus Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio, and it's Billy Kidman walks away, WCW Cruiserweight champ. And in what was probably one of the weirdest tag team pairings, David Flair and Ric Flair against Barry Windham and Kurt Henning. Just going to leave it there. And then in the main event, it was Goldberg versus Scott Hall in a ladder match with a stun gun hanging above it because that's how he lost his streak was the stun gun. Oh, I don't know why I put that one on there. <laughs> All right, let's go. Last one. January 18th, 1998. Let's go WWE's Royal Rumble. Yeah, let's go with the Royal Rumble. Oh, God. You know what? Let's go. You know what? Royal Rumbles, great stuff. Ready for a great one. Vader versus the artist formerly known as Goldust started us off. Yeah. Something weird. Something good, though, at the same time. Um, we did have uh, midgets back in the day. Or little people. Little people. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to not gonna gloat. We did get a, a IC title match. The Rock uh, uh, kept his title against Ken Shamrock. Ended in his qualification. Uh, tag team title match. Hawk and Animal against Billy Gunn and Road Dog. Ended in his qualification. The winner of the 30-man battle royal. This was the first, I want to say, of Stone Cold's Royal Rumble wins. And then it was Shawn Michaels defeating The Undertaker in a casket match to retain the WWF Championship. And that was this week in wrestling history. So, uh, next week I got Travis uh, for the TV title. But a couple weeks ago he was uh, unveiled. As the latest member of Dragon Club. And last week I announced I would be officially inducting him into the club this week. Before we face each other next week. So um, this is going to be a very unique segment. Uh, for those of you 
who are in the majority of the universe that doesn't speak Welsh, don't don't be, feel bad. A lot of people in Wales don't speak Welsh. Uh, there are subtitles because this yeah. will all be presented in the good old language of Wales. Marcia Club Dry Garagor. Adelad with a lad hen at Utfell. Adelad with a lad hen at Yves in Utfab Maru. Have you? My brown garrochni and tovi. A stim beard in Krabach. Now brown garroch come rag. Travis Anderson. Witting how you are guide or englindur. I do. A dehinava umlav dross a lad and aval hin. I do. Witting sevish am gumri ambif. I do. Witting avinedi e biff gebnogir seisneg and influ quarium. I do. Of Guide or Goblet. Dala Oi and the Chow, I can adly. Amao Heed, you are now one with Dragon Club. Tracer. Amao Heed. This is the voice of Killer Cross. This is Velvet Sky. Hey, this is Tommy Dream. Hey, this is AJ Curse, one half of the MLW commentary team. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hi, this is Rain Cruz. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. You are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Giving you all your wrestling information to extreme. It's time to take it to the max. Take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. We're about to take it to the max. We're going to take it to the max. We're about to take it to the max. To the max. Welcome to the madhouse. Welcome to the madhouse. Welcome back to the Kappa Mo Show. This is your captain. He is El Jefe. Make sure you are liking and subscribed on YouTube. Follow us everywhere. And for all the information you need, go to MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com. Do it now. But before you do, we must recap this past week in wrestling history. So let's kick it off with Impact. And for God Almighty, was it good? Let's go in three, two, one. Impact in three, two, one. 
Okay, so um, Hard to Kill was, of course, last weekend the official relaunch of TNA, so let's go through the show. On the Hard to Kill countdown, Steve Macklin defeated Rich Swan with a KIA after catching Swan in the crosshairs. Backstage, Gia interviewed Eddie and Alicia Edwards, Brian Myers, Moose, and the former NFL player D'Angelo Williams. Moose says that tonight they show the world why they should always trust the system. After she interviews the system, DJ Whoopi Doo, or whatever the fuck his name is, and AJ Francis look to steal the spotlight from TNA, but are thankfully interrupted by Joe Hendry. Hendry presents Francis with a new music video making fun of him, and DJ Wookie, whatever his name is, then smashes his laptop over Hendry, and Francis hits a choke slam. The systems Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers defeated Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian as Myers pinned Kazarian following Edwards hitting a Boston knee party. In a no DQ match, Crazy Steve defeated Tommy Dreamer for the Digital Media Championship after shoving a wad of forks taped together down Dreamer's shirt before before kicking him and hitting the cannonball, followed by a DDT off the ropes. And all this was on the pre-show. On to the main card. Eric Young leads the roster on the stage as he ushers in the new era for TNA. And the first matches and knockouts ultimate acts as Giselle Shaw spears threat off the cables. Steels, Luna and Shaw then cl- all climb at the same time. But Luna and Steels fall to the mat as Giselle Shaw unhooks the X to win a shot at the knockouts championship. After being reanimated Frankenstein style, PCO is attacked by Bravo to quickly end the match with Dirty Dango in a DQ. But Rhino shows up to help PCO as Oleg Prudius backs down from Rhino. Santino books an impromptu six-man tag and introduces Jake Samfin as PCO and Rhino's partner. PCO then lends a PCO salt on Bravo for the win for his team. A mysterious woman arrives at the venue. Don't get your hopes up. Before we get an unannounced knockout tag team title match as the Decay return to defeat MK Ultra. Scott Demore and Dorian Roldan officially announce a partnership between TNA and AAA, and they both sign a contract on the stage. Chris Sabin defended the X Division Championship against Kushida and Elhijo Del Vikingo, uh, hitting the Cradle Shark on Kushida for the win. <coughs> Josh Alexander defeated Alex Hammerstone with a C4 spike in a back and forth clash, which hopefully uh, was a good sign that Hammerstone is still on their radar. Uh, in a four-way for the TNA Tag Team titles, which eventually came down to ABC and the Rascals as the Grizzled Young Vets fight Mike Bailey and Laredo Kid on the outside, ABC retain with a 1-2-3 on the Rascals. Dana Brooke, now known as Ash by Elegance, is shown at ringside as the mystery woman from earlier. I told you not to get your hopes up. As she prepares to leave TNA and more than likely run back to Triple H, Trinity dropped the Knockouts Championship to Jordan Grace as Grace landed a juggernaut driver to become a three-time Knockouts Champion. And in the main event, Moose beautifully counters Shellshock and hits a spear from nowhere to defeat Alex Shelley for the TNA World Championship. The system comes out to the stage to begin celebrating, but they are quickly cut off by music and graphics for... The Wanted Man, Nick Nemeth. As they await Nemeth on the stage, the former Dolph Ziggler appears in the ring and squares up to Moose, and it doesn't take long for the two to fight. Well, I say fight. Uh, Moose tried to attack, but Nemeth dodged, hits a super kick and a zigzag, or whatever the hell he calls it now. As Nemeth runs to the crowd to celebrate and rips off his Motley Crue shirt to reveal a TNA shirt. 
And now over to Moses for the Rampage Report. What to do, everybody? All right, let's chop on into it. Let's hop into that Ram Page report. Eddie Kingston defeats Wheeler Yuta in what was a beautiful match for the Inter, what was it, the, the, the Continental Crown? The Continental Crown. Uh, he wins it with a spinning back fist and a Northern Lights bomb. We go backstage, and the Hardys and Mark Briscoe are, uh, spoke about boosting collisions ratings before then uh, they gave, uh, the Hardys gave Briscoe a necklace. Swerve Freakland defeats uh, some guy with a JML driver for a quick win. <laughs> Backstage, Private Party Challenge, top flying action on Drive to a match, any place, anytime. And we actually get that one. So, Hikarashida defeats Queen Amanita with a Falcon Arrow and a Katana uh, Kick. Another great showing from Queen Amanita. She's looking better every time I see her. Backstage, uh, right, uh, right after Renee wishes Ruby Soho a belated happy birthday, Saray shows up, uh, shows her a video of, Har of of Harley Cameron kissing Angelo Parker backstage. Parker then shows up, um, only for Soho to shove a cake, to shove her cake right in, the, uh, in his face. Storm off. Saraya then begins gloating, and uh, they walk off to to go console Soho. When the footage of Parker's kiss is played in full, and it's Parker is clearly set up, and obviously this is a ploy. I'm kind of not loving the romance uh, battle, but I'm kind of loving the romance battle. Who am I saying? You know, I like a soap opera. And then in the main event, we had the Dark Order defeat Hang, uh, uh, Jake Hager and Daddy Magic and Angelo Parker. Uh, Parker clearly not with it, uh, as Negative One shows up uh, to distract Hager by wearing his purple hat. Gotta love that hat. Now, let's move on to the east side of things, and it's time for the cap to recap the smack. So to kick off SmackDown, Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes was supposed to start the show, but Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso jumped Grimes during his entrance. Paul Heyman then turns his attention to Nick Aldis, saying a fatal four-way puts Roman's championship in jeopardy. Aldis informs them LA Knight, Randy Orton and AJ Styles will face all three Bloodline members in the main event, knowing that Roman Reigns is not there. So, Solo and Jimmy will have to find another partner. Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo defeat the LWO as Garza rolls up wild in the confusion of Carlito brawling with Santos Escobar. Bianca Belair defeated Bailey after Belair is thrown out of the ring and while the referee is distracted by Bailey. Damage control don't attack Belair, leaving Bailey confused. Belair then hits a spear back in the ring, followed by a KOD for the win. Lashley and the Street Profits, who we've now come to know as the Pride, claim that Karrion Cross and the Office of Pain took on a fight that they cannot win. Karrion Cross appears on the Tron and announced themselves as the Final Testament. Carmelo Hayes versus Austin Fury ends in ref stoppage following a scary Spanish fly botch as both of them land on their heads. Um, Fury seems to take the worst hit as he is now reportedly in medical protocol. We wish him all the best and a very speedy recovery of course. And in the main event, without a partner, Jimmy and Solo attack Randy Orton during his entrance, effectively making it a standard tag match. 
However, Orton returns to the ring later on and picks up the win with an RKO to Jimmy. After the match, chaos ensues before the babyfaces stand tall and plant solo through the announce table. And the weekend is just getting started because Moses is on course for collision. Let's get on course with the collision course. This is kind of fun puns. All right, collision course. So, uh, uh, Adam Copeland defeats Lee Moriarty via submission with a grindhouse and another open challenge. After the match, Copeland reminds Christian Cage that he is coming for him and the TNT title. <laughs> Backstage, FTR and Danny Garcia agree to put their past behind them to fight a common enemy in the House of Black. Also backstage, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara address Big Bill and Ricky Starks ahead of their tag team match later at Battle of the Belts. Sammy points out he's the only person to ever win a title at Battle of the Belts. Mogul Embassy defeated Lance Archer and the Righteous to retain the six-man tag team championships as Bishop Khan hits Vincent with a pedigree. After the match, uh, Prince Nana lays out a challenge for Bullet Club Gold on Dynamite. Backstage, Preston Vance is interrupted by the undisputed kingdom as Roderick Strong with the great mustache wishes him luck against Orange Cassidy. Vance says after he beats Orange Cassidy, he'll uh, he'll kick Roderick's ass strong. It's Roderick Strong's ass too. Roderick asses? Roderick asses. That's a great name. Roderick asses. It's like a stripper. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes defeats Willie Mack with a swinging neckbreaker. Did not see that one coming. The swinging neckbreaker part, not the Willie Mack losing. Backstage with Bullet Club Gold, Jay White accepts Mogul Embassy's challenge. And then uh, Hook arrives backstage. Unannounced, Dustin Rhodes is then interrupted by Christian Cage. Cage says he is a friend of Adam Copeland and says, because of that, you are an enemy. Rhodes uh, then issues a challenge for him on Dynamite, but Cage doesn't accept. Uh, of course, he just insults him, probably about his dad being dead. I didn't watch this part. But I'm pretty sure he told him that his dad was dead. We all know that his dad is dead. Been dead for a long time. Hangman defeats Shady Drake with a buckshot lariat as this uh, lovely mustache gets bushier by the day. In her debut match, Deanna Peraza defeats Red Velvet via submission with the Venus D. Uh, Delina? De 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 whatever. When's Venus submission? Hook squashes Kevin Matthews. Yes, that Kevin Matthews, aka KM. Um. In the main event, House of Black defeat FTR and Danny Garcia as Buddy Matthews hits a curb stomp on Dax Hardwick. After the match, they brawl until FTR and Danny Garcia get the upper hand and they separate. So, solid, solid collision. Now, let's uh, get into something that's a little less... So well, he better be solid because he's got to go into it raw. It's time for the cat to hit it raw. Now we are going in raw. Cody Rhodes opens the show to talk about the Royal Rumble, but he is very soon interrupted by Drew McIntyre. They both plan on winning the Rumble and also bring up their history together, even as former tag team champions. Cody then leaves the ring after reminding McIntyre that he beat him before they both returned to the WWE. DIY defeat the Judgment Days, JD and Dom with a meet in the middle on McDonough. Following a confrontation between both teams in Adam Pearce's office, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell defeat Chelsea Green and Piper Niven as LeRae hits a springboard moonsault to Green as Indy hangs her on the middle rope and it just goes from bad to worse for the former women's tag team champions. Uh, 
Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser celebrate Kaiser's recent actions, but they're interrupted by Xavier Woods, who challenges Kaiser to a match. They brawl before a referee finally shows up, and the match is official. However, Ludwig Kaiser defeats Xavier Woods by disqualification, as Woods loses it and nails Kaiser with a desk chair. The brawl continues after the match until Kaiser runs away from Xavier Woods. Akira Tozawa defeated Ivar with a sunset flip powerbomb. I know, shocker. After the match, Ivar and Valhalla attack Tozawa and Dupree, and backstage, uh, Gable tells Tozawa that he's going to teach Ivar a lesson next week. In the ring, Rhea Ripley warned that picking her after winning the Royal Rumble would be a waste of time, prompting Becky Lynch to confront the champion as they tease a showdown at WrestleMania. The Judgment Day's Finn Balor and Damian Priest defeat the Awesome Truth as Priest pins our truth following a South from Heaven. Another bad week for Natalia and Tegan Knox as they fall short to Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler with Natalia tapping out to the Queen of Spades and a Carafuda clutch. And despite the IWC's memes, Seth Rollins defeats Jinder Mahal in the main event to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. But it sure wasn't clean as in the share, Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre all got involved. But Rollins kicked out after a callus and dodges a second one to hit the stump. Reports uh, flooded in that Seth Rollins may have injured his left knee. I believe it was his left knee. Um, so far we don't have any reason to believe it's anything serious. So hopefully it stays that way because it would be a uh, severe speed bump to hit. Right before WrestleMania. But anyway, before we get back to AEW, this is Beer's NXT Round. Hey guys, this is Beer. This is your NXT Round for NXT on Tuesday Night Results. Show open, Carmel Hayes and Chuck Williams defeat Malik Blade and Idris Nanofe in a really fun tag team match. They later get shown Tr Carmelo looking a bit rocked when Trick confirms that he will be facing Ilya Dragunov and Dragunov finally returned to television, confirmed that the match with Trick is happening at Vengeance Day. They also get shown later on with Trick confirming he will be pulling double duty, he could be triple crown Trick by the end of Stand and Deliver. Who knows what that trick. We then get the unholy duo of Lyra Valkyria and Tatum Paxley defeat Electra Lopez and Lola Vice. What was funny was is that Tatum was was actually wearing the same gear as Lyra Valkyria, which was quite funny. Now I am loving this angle between these two. It's like it's just a weird story. It will leave for me, I think Tatum will turn on Lyra. Tatum's got a history of turning on people, so I think it will happen. A match down the line will happen. We then get Rich Holland, defeats Joe Coffey in a very quick fire match. Ends up with Gallus Boys beating him down. Nobody did not assist Ridge. Is the brawl and Brutes done? I was expecting maybe a surprise appearance from Sheamus, but nothing. We did not get anything. Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin have an interview in which Braun decides to call their team names the Wolf Dogs and thought of it whilst he was in the shower, which led to a comedic reaction from Baron Corbin thinking, why is Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker, thinking of him in the shower? 
led to very comedic reactions, to be fair. If you've not watched Baron Corbin in NXT, you are missing out. He has been absolutely brilliant. LWO faced the chasing members of Duke Hudson and Riley Osborne. Very fun mad. LWO pick up the dub and they will face Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams next week on NXT. Andre Chase ended up saying after the match, JC is our only hope. What has Miss Jane got planned to save Chase U from bankruptcy? We finally see the return of Dijak after that incredible underground match with Eddie Thorpe not long ago. He goes one-on-one -on -one with Trey Bearhill. Dijak picks up the win. Joe Gacy was actually on television. And then they have a bit of a brawl, a bit of a back-and-forth little overall few down the line make it happen Vengeance day please and then alexis king my guy attacks trey bearhill to continue the feud where lexis took out trey of the nxt breakout tournament for me it's gonna happen next week it hasn't actually been confirmed thank you sean Oberfemi cuts a promo about his in incredible nxt north american championship victory dragon lee interrupts and Dragon Lee asking for a rematch at Vengeance Day. Oberfemi says, no, I will pick when the match will occur. Now, we get to the Women's Battle Royal. Now, I want to speak on behalf of all of Max Wrestling. We wish the speediest recovery time possible for Cora Jade, who sadly suffered a torn ACL on a, on a live event on Friday night. Uh, Cora, I thought, was going to win the match. But sadly, it wasn't the case. So we at Max Wrestling, we wish Cora the fastest and speediest recovery possible. And we're hopeful to see her by the end of the year. But we're not going to put our money on it just yet. Women's Battle Royal ends up with a final four being Roxanne Perez, Kalani Jordan, Keanu James and Fallon Henley. Roxanne picks up the victory, but the controversy around Carmen Petrovich was not eliminated from the match. But does that mean Carmen may slip away into the match? Who knows? Anyway, uh, that was your NXT. Uh, I would give it out of uh, five. I'd give it a three out of five. Shame the Dijak match didn't last me long. I'm a big Dominic Dijakovic fan. But also, I cannot wait to see Ilya Dragunov back in the ring. The Mad Dragon, you are missed. Anyway, this is your NXT round, and I'll see you next week. Let's get into the fun stuff. That was Dynamite. Uh, TSK is calling it probably the best Dynamite of the year, and I am in full fucking agreement. Starting it off with a match that was good for no good reason. For no yeah. good reason. Okay? Justin Rhodes, well out of shape these days, by the way. But not to harp on him. Still looking really good. Christian Cage, Justin Rhodes, TNT title, uh, two kill switches, but Dustin uh, just, just, just does not make it easy on him. Excellent Canadian destroyer from a guy that obviously put on like 35 pounds. Christian's still TNT champ. I don't see, I wouldn't have seen Dustin win it anyway. But again, no. good for no damn reason. Renee interviews Swerve Strickland. He makes it clear he still has his sights on the world title. She then teleports and interviews Chris Jericho, uh, mad at the Mogul Embassy for costing him and Sammy the tag team titles at Battle of the Belts. He's then interrupted by the brown eye guy, Matt Seidel, who ends up wanting a match with him, and, uh, and it goes down on, like, Rampage, and I'm just like, that's a good use of Jericho, but where the fuck has Matt Seidel been? That 
I think Lance, anyway. Lance, somebody killed, uh, Wardlow killed him a few weeks ago. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Pent. Or so this was the four, uh, four, eight man. <laughs> so, well, there was, yeah, there was, yeah. Orange Cassidy, Trent. Oh, no, tag team. That's right. I'm already getting confused. Against uh, Penta and Commander. That's what it was. Uh, after the match, Undisputed Kingdom confront the best friends as Roderick Strong lays into Orange Cassidy, talking about his international title. Oh, he's going to take it. He's going to be the next uh, international guy, which I, I don't hate. I don't hate. I can't wait for this match, though. You're going to make your way all the way to March 3rd, you bastards, but I can't wait. <laughs> Cassidy is ready for a fight. Uh, and like I said, yeah, goes down to Revolution March the 3rd. Six weeks. Renee. Go ahead. Um, six weeks? Yeah, six weeks. No, that's too long. All right. So go from one sweet stash to another sweet stash. Renee literally up and down this goddamn place like a fucking chicken with a head cut off. Goes to interview Hangman Adam Page, and he says he will be keeping an eye on the main event, whether it's Hook that wins or Samoa Joe. And as we touched beautifully at the beginning, a one-year anniversary of Jay Briscoe's tragic death, Mark, uh, Mark Briscoe takes the stage, pays tribute to his brother along with Jay's son, and daughters who are fully recovered from the accident. And then we got a beautiful video tribute. And then this was probably, in my opinion, one of the best things, if not one of the, if not the highlight of the show. Renee, again, interviewing newly named Christian given name, because these are good Christian boys, Daz. They're good Christian boys. Nicholas and Matthew Jackson, as they look to remove the toxics Toxic and cancerous superstars from AEW, including Sting, and everybody likes Sting. Oh God, it's gave me so much WCW. So great. So maybe, great. maybe being good Christian boys is why they didn't like CM Punk. Hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, it's a good enough reason for me. We get new Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions as the Bullet as Bullet Club Gold defeats the Mogul Embassy. And uh, the cap is absolutely seething because that just there goes there, there goes the money, there goes the money, baby. Those guys were guaranteed eighteen points every time they had a six-man tag match. Uh, you want to know what makes this probably a little worse? I I have a funny feeling they're going to merge these six-man titles. For both oh, don't companies. do that because I got the uh, the trios champions too. I have the TSK has this bad feeling that that's exactly where we're going. It's bang bang scissor gang gonna go against each other unify them oh, no, oh yeah i keep forgetting to claim them daddy ass of the six of the trios champs mm-hmm. i mean they're friends i got one they're of friends them. so I, i'm just you know speculation after the match adam cole was backstage with wardlow as he is as he celebrate as they celebrate and prepare for more future gold for strong and wardlow saying that soon wardlow will be AEW champion i'm like i'm loving how they're pushing the dog shit out of it but I'm like, you do know that you're being a manager right now, right? I mean, I know your leg's in a cast. I get it, I, you know. But you, you're totally being a manager right now. You're, you're doing what the WWE wanted you to do. Just don't <laughs> put a suit on. So uh, to the fucking nerds out there who have been putting out hate for Deanna Perrazzo's size, your mom's a fucking cow too, okay? Go fuck <laughs> yourself. Her and Anna Jay, uh, Anna Jay's getting better by the fucking match. I don't know what's yeah. going on, but she's getting better by the match. Uh Wins with a submission as Tony Storm watches on on commentary beautifully, might I add. Beautifully. After the match, Renee offers uh, Deanna a chance to speak to Tony. Uh, Deanna refers to their history, says, you know, 
Oh, well, you knew Gianna Peraza, but you don't know the virtuosa. Tony responds by jumping on Luther's shoulder, (laughs) by trying to climb the table. Luther says, no, 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 no. Let me help you, my dear. Puts her on her shoulders. I'm in hysteria. I cannot fucking breathe because she's like trying to cut a proper promo on this dude's shoulders. Let's get out of here, Luther. Oh, we must go to a commercial here. Tits up. Or was she say fucking yeah, chin up, tits out, and watch out for the shoe. Fucking throws the shoe. Throws back and forth. The fan gets hit with a goddamn shoe and they just fucking trot off. I fucking love Tony's. And all the way to the back. They're yeah, just, they have yet I, to cut the fucking screen. They're walking backwards. She's still up here. I'm. <laughs> I think this was easily one of Timeless Tony Storm's best segments. Oh, God. She's. The and the, the fact that best. she kept a straight face for the whole thing, I would have been off his fucking shoulders dying. Not only her, but Luther. <laughs> yeah. How the hell are you not like dying right now? The shoe hit somebody. You're carrying her. She's still rambling on. No, nah, dude, I'm I'm sorry. Like I'm belly laughing. I probably would have dropped her. It's all uh. bad. <laughs> it's all bad. But speaking of stuff that was not all bad, private party and top flight. I think the I think the first time we got this match was like near the beginning of AEW, and it's been everybody's been hurt, so we haven't been able to see it again. And mm. God, I fucking missed this combination. Excellent combination. And this main event, ah, uh, ah, uh, just superior. Top to bottom, just, just just the fucking just the tits, fucking ruled. There you go. That's the words I'm looking for. Fucking ruled. So despite a nasty bump, and it was more than that, dude. I, it, so poor Hook is so excited in this match that when he goes for this running elbow to start it, he lands it hard on Joe, and Joe says, "Kid, you're getting a receipt." And that's when that elbow came, that back elbow, and you knew there was something behind it. And that one dropped the poor kid. And then again, he got him with a glancing elbow, and so he decided to fucking kill him by almost breaking his fucking neck over the table. Samoa Joe is the guy. Don't ever fucking get a hard way on fucking Samoa Joe, bro. He will (laughs) literally murder you. Literally murder you. Um, But after just fucking valiant effort after being destroyed and being down for a couple minutes checked on by the doc every chance they can check on him excellent overall effort beautiful presentation the fucking spotlight the camera the everything everything about this was superb but Samoa Joe after hitting a muscle buster chokes out the the, the handsome devil what they say fucking Diablo Wapple, if you will fucking and after that the kid refuses to stay down he just Pops up. Is that all you got? Joe comes in, kicks him right in the dick, uh, fucking hits him with another muscle buster. Kid pops up again. And now he's going to try it, you know, gets ready to go in there. Hangman comes in to aid him, goes bananas, chases Joe off. And that's when we get a nice little, you know, handshake for, you know, help the kid out, whatever. And we're kind of waiting and we're kind of waiting. And I'm like, it's not done. This was a great, this is a great finish, but it's not done. And bam. Swerves in the crowd because he kept saying, I have my eyes everywhere. So, yeah, I was watching the title match, but I'm watching your ass too. And it could have ended like two minutes, you know. You know, I didn't have to see them, you know, hug one more time and walk out again. Like, yeah, that, that was weird. It's pretty weird. But other than that, this was a fucking perfect goddamn dynamite. Uh, 
now you have all reason to hate the Young Bucks even more, everybody. Uh, but <laughs> I, I assure you, this will also be another reason for you to love them in the end. Uh, and I keep comparing Hangman and Swerve to Batman and Joker, but yes, the, way, the way Swerve just batman into the crowd, like, out of nowhere was awesome. Yeah, I don't know who's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was that was uh, I think it was me and uh, me and Rob that were like, "Who's Batman though?" And I'm like, "Man, I got to be Hangman. Swerves a heel. The the fucking eye black is killing me. Yeah, that that looks sweet. I liked it, but then every time I seen him too, I was just like, I was like, you know, right after he's done playing, you know, Swerve when I drive, you know, it's like My Chemical Romance or something. <laughs> I love you, Swerve. <laughs> Don't hurt me. When he showed up in the car, even Prince Nana was looking menacing. Yeah, dude, it's something. Something's hitting beautifully for them, and it's and and just run with it, please. Ah, oh, yeah, that th- this was a very solid dynamite. Keep it up, Tony. You might get that million back someday. Hey, that sounded like that. That wasn't a dig. That was genuine no. sincerity. I hope they get the million back soon because they're doing good stuff now. After we had a little bit of a, a dip. In uh, in quality, but uh, things things are really picking up again. I was just gonna say, I was gonna say no that you're you nail on the head on that one. Wrestling overall for everybody is going up right now. Uh, and also sp- speaking of quality, I, uh, they had the temporary stage on Raw because of the storm. Uh, I guess kept some of the crew away. Uh, I thought it was like we're just bringing in this new stage, but no, it was a temporary fix. But I hope they keep it because it was cool. That's what a lot of it people looked are better. Saying. That's what a lot I of people don't like these just one giant screen. Yeah, no. I want to have uh, some kind of set. Yeah, come on, a little bit, just a little, little creativity. I, I, you mean you look at dynamite? It, it's uh, it's all screens now, but now they're like angled and stuff. So you got a few different screens, and it looks like a stage. It's, that's what you want from RAW, not just one giant ass screen with a door. With a door. Because that's what it is. It's just a door right in the yep. middle of the screen. Come on out through the door. It's like the fucking Truman Show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, you, yeah, I was thinking, I was like, fucking what movie is that? <laughs> Damn you, Jim Carrey. Uh, so, uh, Trips, keep it. Please. Come on, man. And also bring back the fist for SmackDown. Do it! Uh, speak, we're also getting the trailer for 2K24, apparently, on Monday. I'm guessing before or after Raw. Um, and it's been very heavily suggested that there's going to be some kind of announcement with Stone Cold and special guest referee looks to be making a comeback. Personally, yeah. I really want GM mode back. Yes, I love GM mode. I love like yes, literally writing your own storylines. Because, and, and you say that, and I'm going to say this as a sports gamer. Do you want to know what the most played thing is? Franchise. Give me the ability to run this motherfucker. Yeah, because they, they did bring back GM mode, but it's basically an expanded version of universe. I want that no. version where you can literally write the cutscenes and shit. That or at least give me like preempted ones to pick from. Yeah. Just yeah, let me design it, not all. just build a card, which on paper looks like a hell of a card. And then you get like three star rating. Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. How did that shit to bed? You look on the other show, they got, like, a random-ass singles matches to, or tag matches, the main event, and it beat you, and your main event was, like, a fucking sick hell in the cell or whatever. Yeah, it's like, how is that not good enough? 
it's, it's just bullshit. But um, next week, it is time for our first special event of 2024. We present Podcast Promo Rumble 9. January 25th, and it features a huge four-way main event for the Max Wrestling World Championship. Cypher chose to have three challengers in what will now be the first ever promo roundtable. Cypher defends against Beer, Chad Malcolm, and Ted P. DeNaro. They will each have three minutes to cut a promo. And speaking of special referees, the winner will be decided by your special guest referee. That would be me. The judging hat is on. That's. But now, let's talk about some history being made. So he is the longest reigning television champion in Max Wrestling history. And I told him, the cat. Let's go. Obviously, talk about the cat. Defends his television title on the 300th day next week against his fellow Dragon Club member, Travis The Walker Anderson. Travis, will he prove he is once and for all a part of the group? Can he be trusted? Or is he another snake in the grass? Mm, well, it's not the only TV rules match because Beer has laid down a challenge. It will be Beer versus the Phoenix in TV rules, and the winner gets a shot at my knowledge championship, if I still have it, at Promo Mania. Speaking of titles that he has to defend, who will be knowledge champion walking into Promo Mania? We'll find out next week as the Cap defends the title against a very dangerous adversary in Ted P. De Niro. For the first time since July of last year, it'll be three stages of knowledge. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was that long since we did three stages, but we're bringing it back. We will also predict the 2024 Royal Rumble, and once again, it comes your way next week on January 25th. Go to slash rumble9 for more information. And stay away from Max Wrestling Observer on Twitter, fucking spoiling all our shit. Yeah, dude, cousin Dave's an asshole. Fucking Dave Feltip and what was your Brian uh, Albatross? Albatross? Assholes. <clears throat> they could have some points right now. But anyway, it is time to put some points on the Twattermeter. This uh, is this week's Twattermeter. Fuckers. Expect anything less from a bunch of neckbeard, stinky twats. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, so I'm already going to get heat for one of them, but let's just let's start it off with the obvious. With the obvious. Uh, let's give a whopping. Five points to Senor Bill Goldberg because <laughs> you're you're whining. You sound like Ryback now. Now you sound like Ryback, and it's like you were fine just being off, you know, doing you know fucking off or whatever. But now you this this has to be a thing. This really has to be a thing, bro. Like it doesn't have to be a thing. So lovely five points for you. And then this is the one that might get me some heat. So. Chris Van Bleek is the man right now, or Van Fleet, right, I should say, is the man doing interviews. He just recently had one with the newly, not newly signed, but, you know, the, the now NXT superstar Lexus King. And after originally going off of straight clips, thanks to TikTok and, like, Instagram and such, I decided to watch the whole thing. Uh, after, obviously, having a whole rant with the TSK, because that's just how I roll. But I am still very much in the notion that uh, the only person to blame for his terrible AEW run was himself. You know, he he's not a creative guy. He didn't have anything. He didn't give us anything worthwhile. You know, 
it, we ke- I kept talking about how Griff Garrison was getting more over than than he was, but it was the truth. It was the truth. He did nothing special. He didn't emulate his. He's talking about how he emulates his dad and all my move set and all my this. Yeah, now somebody Sean probably sat you down and said, "Hey, I worked with your fucking dad. Watch this goddamn tape." Okay, and that's probably how he's now starting to all of a sudden work like his dad. This he when he was in MLW, he had um characteristics of the loose cannon when he got to AEW, that was there for a little bit and then they went varsity blondes so it was very hollywood blonde but in no way did he emphasize the pillman in no way did he try to stand out from the crowd he was he was the guy next to griff garrison at the end of it but he's complaining Oh, well, I was just the guy in the back, a couple of dark matches. But what did you do to get yourself out of that position? You know, and I, you know, I was ranting about it. Like, talk about other guys, you know, with, oh, my dad's name. Oh, I have my dad's name. Let me fucking run with this. You know what I mean? Let me run with, a, with the fucking name that I have. You know, I said, there's a guy right now that can't wrestle on a big show because his, of his dad's name. Chris Benoit wants to. Chris Benoit Jr. wants to use his fucking dad, or David Benoit I should say. David Benoit wants to use his dad's name and wrestle under it, but nobody will let him. This kid is willing to go out there and and do the best he can to emulate his dad positively. Don't hurt me. Emulate his dad positively, and then try to roll with it and make something of himself. Instead, you 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 decided to go to the which I'm not. That's not the harp here. That's not the harp. The harp is is you literally are saying that you need somebody to be creative for you. You want to be an actor in professional wrestling. And it doesn't, it almost never works out like well that way. So, I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope everything goes well for you, but the bitching, the whining and it all being on yours on your own shoulders. Again, AEW was the place where you could go and just be you. You could go and just be, just go be that guy. You had your own creative freedom. And with that creative freedom, you did fuck all. So, I, again, I wish you the best, but watch your goddamn mouth. Okay? Mm-hmm. You failed your fucking self, and because of that, you get three points. All right. Yeah, yeah. And let, let's not pretend that if it wasn't Brian Pillman's son, WWE wouldn't have Grabbed him from AEW, strapped exactly. a rocket to him in NXT. That's the, that's exactly the other point too. Is it's what did he if if he didn't already have that name, if he wasn't Brian Pillman Jr., what the fuck would he have done? What would he WWE really called? Hey brother, come on on over to NXT, and then yeah, again, literally put him on a throne as he says, and strapped a rocket to his ass. No, they, it would have been some guy that they're going to slowly build in the PC for six, eight, ten months. You know, maybe we like them, maybe we don't. Yeah, come on now. Don't sugarcoat it. You have a name, either you can use it or you can't. And from what you're telling me, you can't. So you're not creative. No, they uh, they did it for spite. Yeah, fucker. All right, so uh, that's two on the Twitter meter this week. But now let's get some good points on the board with the yeet meter Give me some good points. Do you feel him, sir? Very, very easy for me this week. And speaking of spite, 
that's uh, a big reason why I'm giving five points to this person. Um, because she's had a lot of shit over the week from wrestling fans. So five points straight to Deanna Perrazzo. Hey, fucking she deserves all of it, bruv. All you, of it. You beautiful wish. Fucking dominant in that ring. Keep going. You, you motherfuckers wish you can get a piece of something like that. You fucking calm down. Damn right. Well, uh, that's it. So let's take a look at the leaderboard. Yeet a meter. Uh, CM Punk still at the bottom of two points. He's also at the bottom of the twelfth meter with two points. Um, Sting, uh, Jey Uso, and AJ Styles on three points. Eddie Kingston on four. Diana, Randy Orton, and Tony Storm on five. Naito still right at the top on ten. Um, on the twelfth meter, I love this because people might confuse us for being. WWE haters sometimes, but Tony Khan is right at the top of the Twatometer with seven points. I mean, followed. We we've always said, bro, the honeymoon is fucking over. So when you start fucking up, we're yeah. chalking you up now, bro. And that's what happens when you go on a Twitter rant. Mm. Uh, he's followed by Ric Flair on six points. Then we have a four-way third place, all with five points: Goldberg, Kevin Dunn. Ryback and the IWC itself. <laughs> well, uh, I'm well, surprised Ryback's only got five. Actually, he's talked a lot of shit this year already. Yeah, well, I'm only three yeah, weeks already. in. Oh god, um, I'm so glad I, the TikTok for me has slowed down <laughs> on the wrestling side. <laughs> Sean Michaels unfortunately has four twat points. Uh, Lexus King is now up there with three points, along with Eric Bischoff, and then of course, like I said, CM Punk at the bottom with two. Hey, it's fun. This uh, these meters are fun this year. Yeah, they are. I can't wait to see it at the end of the year. That's 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 what I'm waiting on myself. It's like we're going. <laughs> to, we're only in January. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, how's it gonna look? Come like July. You know what I mean? Like who's like how bad it, can it be? Come like July, because it remember this can get bad. If yeah. it's if it's remember if it's real bad, we'll fucking double these points up. Like, if it's real good, like we did with Naito, we'll double them up. Yeah, like we, we did start a little early uh, at the back end of last year, so we got a couple of extra weeks on it, but we're, like, week three now, and we've got four people already on five twat points. It's fucking great. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than Deanna Perrazzo's sweet curves rocked the body-shaming basement dwellers that haven't seen a vagina since they got pushed out their mama. Hey-o. Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pantsonet Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. There's so much. There's so much. My creativity is just blown up. I'm not even joking. Uh, so, hard to, we, had, we literally recorded Hard to Kill review right after it ended. Again, creativity struck. Guys can yell at me for it later. Layout's done. Episode's done. Uh, should drop today after Max. Today after Mac. Yeah, emphasize after. Um, so that one's dropping. The sports stuff is coming hard right now, giggity. Um, I found a lot of things that I was doing wrong and a lot of things that I was doing right, and I fixed them. And now, like, three episodes are fully ready to fucking drop. They're all going to be old, so I don't want to give a shit. Kiss my ass. Um, but 
With that being said, we got City next Friday. And with us having City, it's kind of it's, it, what's, what's, what's the old saying there, Bob? Squeaky bum? Squeaky, Squeaky bum. bum time. Holland's, squeak, fucking Holland's back, and De Bruyne's playing exactly like De Bruyne would play, which just upsets me. But it is what it is. We've got almost everybody coming back that can be healthy, minus the guys that are doing comp. So I have a little bit of faith. I got a little bit of faith that maybe we can just pass on the FA Cup and we can just keep on rocking. Who knows that? And there's a whole lot of shit coming from Bolt Rent. A whole lot. I've been taught. I've been scouting cornerbacks. I've been scouting offensive linemen, wide receivers, head coaches, and GMs. The fucking the the the, the amount of crap that's going to be coming out of this fucking platform is ridiculous. But it's all it's all coming in a nice sweet package, bow. So just stay prepared. And the best way to do staying prepared is by hitting us all on the lovely social medias the the artist formerly known as the twitter machine the evil x machine if you will max wrestling uk captain 512 smr podnet and soon to be ktn sport not sports so it can match you know the youtube because i couldn't get to ktn sports so don't yell at me it's youtube's fault <laughs> and of course check out the beautifully done website maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com and do not forget to hit the subscribe button follow button right here facebook twitter instagram tiktok all the socials and we mean facebook for real go check it out be a part of all this fun stuff. We want the smoke. We want to know what you love. We want to know what you hated. And the only way to do that is by being a part of the group. Go do it. And I want, I want to see if anybody can ever dethrone Travis's group MVP. Chris might you know come what? close, I'm, actually. Hold on. No, I've got a challenge. I've got a challenge. So for the longest time, for the longest time, we've been, I know I've talked about it, and I know Daz has like, like ranted about it once or twice. He has a sweater, <laughs> okay? So here's what it is. To the first person that can dethrone Travis DeWalker Anderson as group MVP, you will get the first official Max Wrestling t-shirt. All right. I'm not even joking. This is not. A, this is the real McDeal, bro. If you see this right here, whistle, okay? Real McDeal, Roy Kent style. No, I'm for real. I we make shirts every now and again. My wife likes to do it, so fuck it. It's time to it's time to get onto that game and get the Max Wrestling T-shirts on the gimmick. So y'all want to be the first one? You want to be the first cat to rock a fucking Max Wrestling shirt? Yeah, I know you do. You gotta beat Travis Walker Anderson, the group MVP. Good yeah. luck. And I got like a half a dozen of these and a Max hoodie, but they weren't cheap. No, that, that's why they're not on wholesale. That's why I get it for free, baby. All you got to do is beat them. So uh, with that, I've, I've also now got buttons and bows stuck in my head. Something and something and buttons and bows. With that said, join us next week for podcast promo Rumble 9 featuring a knowledge title clash. Three huge promo showdowns. And of course, Royal Rumble predictions. Will it be Cody? Will it be Punk? Will it be Drew? Will Damien Priest cash in. Will it be Becky? Will it be? Oh my God! There's so many possibilities this year. Endless. Normally we like we like yeah, it's going to be this guy, and it is. But it they really got us guessing this year. I love it. Uh, you've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye and good night. Bye. You really picked four guys to go against. You got a whole week to be ready. We'll see you next week for the Rumble. <laughs>